Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still? No. Fight fans. It's your man, the voice. MTMV Sports, combat sports correspondent with El Capitan, the head honcho, the man responsible for everything MTMV Sports, Rick Sincere. What's going on, Rick? What's good? What's good? What's good? I don't know if I'm all that, but uh, um, I'm definitely happy to be here. Well, I mean, you, you are the visionary, and uh, if not for your vision, then MTMV Sports would not be a thing. So That's real. <laughs> I appreciate your humbleness, but you know we we keeping it one hundred, and, <laughs> and and you are the driving force that makes MTMV Sports go. So we appreciate all you do, appreciate and appreciate the fact that you wanted to get together and talk about the. Uh, <laughs> pardon the pun, because it's not MMA, but the aftermath <laughs> of uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay. Wilder, what are your immediate thoughts in the aftermath of the fight? Man, first off, before I even get into the um and get into the fight, I want to say this, man. Um, people, if you are listening, you are listening to one of the best um fight coverage guys in the business, right? Uh-huh. Period, hands down. Um, we talk about MMA, you talk about boxing, you talk about anything most dedicated um fight correspondent. He is on it. If it's boxing, on that. If it's MMA on a Saturday night, on that. Sunday night, on that. Like, well, we'll see. But uh, most times, times he on that, right? Uh, And so in this situation, you look at um, one of the least anticipated fights. Wait, least anticipated heavyweight fights. But still a very, um, for people who are diehard fans, right? Like, it, it didn't have that national appeal. Mm-hmm. Of um of a Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor, which is you know kind of weird because in one of those right one of those guys isn't even a real boxer, but he got people stupid excited about this boxing match. Um, in this situation, you look at you know Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. They did their best to sell this fight, right? They get yes. their be- they did their best to sell this fight. But to be honest with you, the in ring product, and this isn't common, but the in ring product was way better and far surpassed the out-of-the-ring nonsense. Does that make sense? And so when I I looked at this fight, my immediate, my immediate thoughts are the judges got it right. Mm -hmm. I would have hated to see a a Wilder win when I knew he did not outbox Fury. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I would have hated to see a Fury win knowing that God saved him in the last few seconds of that 12th round. So, what I did want to see was more boxing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see more fighting, and everybody did. Everybody watching the fight, um, you know, some people, I'm pretty sure some people in in Fury's hometown, I know they thought that he did enough to win that fight. But even them in that 12th round were like, oh, like, oh, (laughs) this bloke has went down. They were hot. They were hot. But, But still. They knew that Wilder possessed that punch power, and he knocked them down. He knocked them down, and everybody thought for a second knocked them out cold. But he rose from the dead. 
and um <laughs> and, <laughs> and came back and um and and then actually the thing that was most impressive about that was watching him fight his way through the twelfth round to the point where I almost thought he would knock out um Wilder. Like he fought so well in the last few seconds, I thought um Wilder was in trouble because Wilder was tired, too exhausted to finish the knockout. Right, he thought he had finally got the monkey off his back. He was done with it, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. When Fury came back and he had to fight some more, Wilder was unprepared for those last few seconds. And so, um, I think the judges got it right. So my immediate thought was, thank God, right? Boxing's back. Um, the anticipation's back. The whole thing is back. Yeah, I, I agree. This definitely helped to elevate boxing, especially heavyweight boxing, back in the U.S. Uh, for over a decade, while the Klitschko's ran things, it ran boxing really out of the public conversation in the U.S. Leading up to the fight uh, and on the main card, I said that when Wilder sat down and talked with Nick Saban, who both had pivotal, pivotal matchups on Saturday, yes, he talked to Saban about how boxing has kind of really been in the background since the Klitschko's had their reign, really after Lennox Lewis stopped fighting until now boxing has been in the background. And uh, Saban was like, yes, I remember when you'd have 25, 30 guys crowded around a car radio to hear, not see, hear Ali versus Sonny Liston. It's like things are totally different. Much of that has to do with the fact that we have not had a heavyweight. Heavyweight rules boxing, even though the highest paid bouts ever have been at welterweight, both of them being Floyd Mayweather, one with Pacquiao, the other with uh, Conor McGregor. But still, when it comes to boxing and boxing in the mindset of, of America, it's heavyweights. And our heavyweights just haven't been there, haven't been able to do the things. So this fight really helped to raise boxing in the consciousness of America. And though it it definitely exceeded everything, um, a couple things that it does. One, people didn't know who Deontay Wilder was. Tyson Fury walked around downtown L.A. I saw that. Yeah, and, and, and I, I just stopped watching it after he got to 20 people and only two out of 20, 10% knew who Deontay Wilder was. That's a shame, especially when the fight is just days away. It should be billboards, all kind of stuff. Should uh, at least, oh yeah, I remember seeing something, you know, Wilder, that name is familiar. 10%, two people. Really? That's it. So definitely his name is in, uh, in the consciousness of America now, and that's going to help so much so with the rematch, which is what you wanted to see, which is what now everyone will want to see. This will be a much bigger affair than the initial one was. So, yeah, this is going to be big for boxing, and really they could stretch this out over a couple. I don't know in the grand scheme of things, if that's the wisest way to go, because waiting in the wings for whoever comes out victorious yeah, yeah. is Anthony Joshua. And yeah. AJ is only 28. 
whereas mm. uh, these other gentlemen are a little yeah. older. So the older they get, the wilder, especially. Yeah. Like, and I, and I saw looking at the fight, I saw where Wilder could be had against mm-hmm. a good boxer. And, and Fury was actually, I want to say Fury is an excellent boxer. Mm-hmm. Like not not a lot of punch power. Right. In my submission, not a lot of punch power. Well, in comparison, not enough punch power. But a boxer, he's an excellent boxer. So you mm-hmm. look at him. Um, if you look at a, a Joshua and you say, man, AJ, if he can box <sighs> as good as Fury. But punch close to as hard and just close, close to as hard as Wilder. Wilder's already given up a lot of weight to a lot of these boxers. Right. right. He only came so, in at 212, I think. Yeah, for the fight. 212, yeah. 217, something like that. No, he came in at 212. Coming at 212, going up against a guy who's 250, he's giving up poundage. Right? So now you give up poundage. And, and with Joshua, with AJ, you give up punch power? I, I mean, he don't give up punch power completely. I don't want to say that. But you give, you have to um, look out for the punch power, right? Right. Um, I'll, I'll say this: he, as a boxer, there is work to be done, which is possibly why, um, you know, possibly why he hasn't been had yet, because he has such great punch power, mm-hmm. right? He hasn't been had yet. But if you get a really supreme boxer in, in a matchup with him, I don't know, man. I really don't know if at the end of the day you're going to see Wilder, um, you know, really overcome that i'll say this about wilder i gotta give it up to him but i'm shocked at america normally america is head over heels over a knockout artist right he's been knocking out everybody everybody and before this fight 39 knockouts out of 40 fights and still 39 out of 41 is really good he has knocked out every single person He's been in the ring with the only person he didn't knock out the first time was Bermain uh, Stivern, but in the rematch, out cold. So what does this man have to do? He's he's beat up internet bullies. Like, he's done everything you could possibly do to get, you know, name recognition in America. How dare we not know this dude? Like, what? what, What he needs to do and has done is had a fight where there was great opposition that's where champions are made and they're formed and that's where their name and their legend comes into play it comes into play when you've had great opposition the way that Tyson Fury did in in this fight and, and fought in this fight with his no power but supreme boxing yeah that really tells a tale for Wilder. It's like, have you been fighting a bunch of tomato cans? And that's why your mm. record is mm. the way that it is. You know, it, it really kind of, it, it it can expose some things. Now, your power has overcome a lot in many situations. It's been your power. Because I've seen uh, other fights of Wilder. So it's like, this dude is losing. And then all of a sudden, boop, he kisses somebody <laughs> in the house. You know, so it's not this is not the first time that the outcome kind of like this. It's just that normally when he catches you, you don't get back up. Right. But uh but Tyson Fury did, and that's really the, the big dude difference. Rose, like the Undertaker man, and everybody said it. Right. Like I saw him getting up to Undertaker music. Some somebody put that on um Twitter. <laughs> they say him you see him rising up like boom. <laughs> and watch it. Yo, honestly. Man, when he knocked him, everybody 
for a second thought that dude was out cold. Like, honestly, yes. I thought they were going to have to carry him out. Like, I was like, oh, snap, he might have died just now. And he gets up, and 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 everything stops. Like, actually, like, my heart almost stopped for a second, just kind of watching him get back up. I was like, okay, cool, he got up, but no way the referee doesn't wave this off. And he didn't. He didn't. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I give credence to what you said. Yes, Wilder's been in a situation before, and it looks, and he catches the guy, he gets out of the situation, knocks him out, and moves on, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's super great. What he showed me in this match is this. Okay, cool. He might have been fighting people with no reputation and, and no real bo- super boxing skills and nobody with the name. But it's really hard in boxing right now to get a name. Apparently it is because Wilder doesn't have one for real, right? Mm-hmm. So, but he still showed me this. That power is real. Oh, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because this mm-hmm. dude is big, tall, 250, formerly 400, right? But now big, right. tall, 250, um, you know, lively. And he got knocked down not once, but twice. The first time, because he was just kind of playing around, acting stupid, and wild to caught him. And then the second time, just, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time with those dynamite hands, just blah, blah, and then he was just out. I, you know what? I, I have to agree to disagree on that. Both times, it was more of Fury's, Fury's defense than Wilder's offense. He put himself in bad positions in round nine and in round 12. Think about it. His posture was the same. Hands uh, by his belly, head bent at the waist. You're asking to get hooked. No, no, he was. And when... In the ninth, I, I said he was playing. Like, he was playing. Mm-hmm. He was, he, you know that move that fast guys do? Mm-hmm. Now, notice I said fast guys, not fat guys. Like, fast guys will put their, their head out there and shiver a little bit and then move it back real quick, right? Playing with you. He played with Wilder thinking that he could do that. In the ninth, he got caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm saying in the 12th. Now, granted, right before the combination that put him down, Wilder caught him with a nice overhand mm-hmm. right, and that kind of shook him up a bit. But when he, you go back and you watch that sequence again, when the hook is thrown again, Fury is kind of bent forward that a bit. Posture. Okay. Right, and get, gets caught with the hook, then the uppercut puts him straight out. Mm. So... If and number one, even if you're gonna bend over forward, you put your hands up. Mm-hmm. You don't just, you know, I'm just gonna put my head out. No, you're asking somebody to hit you in the head with a hook. And when you have the kind of power that Wilder has, aka his name is a bomb squad, he drops that bronze bomb on you. Likelihood of you going down is great. So, from that perspective, he really put himself in the position to have all the controversy because had he respected the power, which he should have from the ninth round, but had he respected the power the way he needed to, and honestly, he may still have been a bit shook up by that overhand right that started everything because people don't really talk about that, but he hit on super hard with an overhand right and it kind of came in and was able to catch him with the other stuff. So, you know, maybe he wasn't thinking straight. I don't know. Um, I know I'm looking forward to seeing 
Wilder Fury too. Now let me ask you this. Um, just just quick, do you for like okay, if he does not get knocked down in the twelfth and have a near knockout in the twelfth, does Fury win this fight? Based on the scorecards, because if he if well, it depends. It probably is still a draw because the one fighter, or I should say the one card that had it for um for Wilder was one fifteen. So if that round went to Fury as all the others really pretty much had, then you're looking at like one fourteen 112 or, or 113, 113. So it still could have been a draw. I don't know because that um that the the card that I'm really concerned about is the tie card, which means that he had to have a 10-8 round in the last round in order for him to pull the tie. Right. Right. Well, yeah, so you're right. So if if he had not done that and had and had still lost that uh card. Yeah, then then it would have been Wilder and I'm mean, sorry, it would have been Fury and things would be much, much different. So oh voice, I gotta ask you this, man. Um looking at Fury Wilder um two and then look at who's waiting in the wings, do you feel like do you feel like Fury Wilder two will come quickly so we can get to that other fight? Or do you feel like they'll kind of draw this out a little bit, knowing that the nation is is finally paying attention to boxing again? I think they'll strike while the iron's hot, and they will do it again, if not within the next three months, at the very least within the next six months. Mm. As far as AJ is concerned, he's not going anywhere. He's got a nice cushy deal with the with the zone. He can keep fighting whoever comes up, and then when it's time. Uh, it's time. I know he wants to fight again in May, and so that means regardless of when it's done, whether it's six or three months, AJ's going to fight again before he can fight whoever the winner is. Mm, okay. So AJ now has to wait a little bit. Um, now, based on what you just saw, you you told me basically every single thing that needs to happen in order for fury right to to win if he's the superior boxer do Mm -hmm. you think in a rematch fury wins that and then moves on to fight um aj and we're done with the fight it's it's hot it he has the greater probability of doing that because what he has to fix is less than what wilder has to fix Again, it was a wild fight. He was swinging wildly. He only landed 16%. 16% of his punches. 16% of his punches. Mm. There is no way in the world that you should win anybody's fight card landing 16% of your punches, even if you've got two knockdowns. Now, you got three? Okay, maybe. But landing 16% of your punches and... Uh, Fury nearly doubled him up on that uh, as far as his punch total was concerned. As you said, were they as hard? No, they weren't. But it's about um, effective aggressiveness, not who's the most aggressive. Uh, And that's really where the fight breaks down. 
Wilder was more aggressive. He threw many, many, many more punches, but they were wild winging shots and not landing, where Tyson Fury was bobbing and weaving in between it, snapping them, you know, hitting them with stuff, using his herky-jerky motion, keeping them confounded, and that's really what you're supposed to score the fight on. People are different, and things are different. So as far as what needs to be worked on in order to win, Fury has a lot less to work on than Wilder does. You don't go from being a wild puncher to being a skilled boxer in three to six months, Mm. whereas you can work on that defensive posture of, you know, whenever you're going down, hands up, head down, hands up, head down, hands up. They drill that and incorporate that with the rest of things that were going on. There's no reason that Tyson Fury shouldn't run away with the fight in a rematch. I would say Fury would have to get faster himself. Now, he's already lost a tremendous amount of weight. And shout out to him. God, like, God bless his trainers and his training ethic mm-hmm. and his work ethic. I mean, he's already lost a tremendous amount of weight. And he's um, and he's at that place where, you know, he, he looked like he was, you know, bobbing and weaving and moving. He may need to get a little bit quicker and develop a little bit more stamina. Right, he just went twelve rounds though, with with a, a very in shape Wilder. Mm-hmm. I I got to give him that, and Wilder actually looked exhausted towards the end of it. Yeah, but, and I you be I'd be exhausted too if I was punching that air for the majority <laughs> of the fight. When when you throw hard shots and you miss, that hurts more and takes more energy out of you than if you were to land. It's true. It's true. Um, because you have to go all the way through with the motion. And so if you look at, I mean, golly, if you look at what's going on with um, with, with Wilder, I do see this. He did land 16%. All right, all right cool. But 100% of those 16 were power punches. And everything he threw was a haymaker. Like he was throwing haymakers the entire fight. So if you, I mean, yeah, you're right. He has so much to do in order to become a skilled boxer. And I don't foresee it happening. And then I don't, I mean, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I really don't know if he'll actually even attempt to then change his style up when it's been so successful for him in the past, right? He does have to. Right. He has to address it somehow because now what you're seeing is, all right, cool, that wild thing got me um, a draw, but I knocked the dude down twice and still didn't get me out of the fight with the win. And so something has to be addressed here, and, and hopefully his team, um, and, and, and he also, you know, buys into addressing that. So, um, let me ask this. Whew, this is this is a tough one though. Do you see um do you see Wilder being able to beat AJ? As you were talking and I was thinking about things because again, he's not gonna become a skilled boxer in that period of time. If there's one thing that he could work on that would help him to gain the advantage is a jab if he drills his jab and not only drills jabbing but doubles up the jab so you know maybe even throw one and then two after that so one one two and throwing one to the chest one to the head one to the chest one to the head just to make sure that contact is being made if he's able to do something of that nature incorporate that because that's something he could do and really drill and work mm-hmm. on 
within this mm-hmm. period of time that could be the difference in the fight. If he were to work on that, then things could be much different. He would have a much greater chance of winning the overall fight without having to rely on catching them with that one. And also, if he does that, it'll help him with landing that overhand, right? Because now you're in range. Set it up. You already hit him. Yeah, but can he beat AJ? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still talking about Fury. AJ? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh -uh, Because AJ not only has the boxing... You gave a whole explanation, and then you was like, yeah. No, he can't. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> he, AJ not only has a boxing acumen, but he also has the power that's going to make Wilder think twice about trying to come in. Mm. Um, I mean, and let me not say no definitively, because we are in a sport where one strike can change everything, yeah. i.e. the fight that we're talking about yeah. now. So... Can Wilder land one of those wild punches? He's done it 39 other times. (laughs) So it's not that that cannot happen. The probability, especially having now this blueprint that Tyson Fury has laid out of Supreme Boxing, uh, it's it's not, it's anything's possible, but it's not probable. I mean, I feel like he's kind of like. Like the script, all things are uh, permissible, but all things are not expedient. It's permissible, but it's not expedient. My thing is this, bro. I feel like by the time that fight happens, Wilder will be 35. Mm. He'll be 35. And and granted, we've seen some guys, I mean, even at 50, win a title, right? So it's not not like you can't do it, but he won't be this Wilder. Like, he won't be this same Wilder. Man, I, I actually love this dude. Like, Wilder is, is one of those guys, pause, but Wilder is one of those guys where, um, I mean, he's from Birmingham, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he reps that, like, I mean. Well, Tuscaloosa um, uh, is uh, where he's from. He's from Alabama. He's one of those guys. Yeah. And he reps that like he's, um, good Lord, like, like, like he's down with it, like all the way down with it, right? Like he was from right. Wakanda representing Wakanda. Like he is all the way down with you know representing his spot representing where he comes from um he talks like that he walks like that i mean just you know my wife being from there interacting with people there like i see it all in him i see the bam mm-hmm. in him you feel what i'm saying right um, and and he he's the he's a bomber but at the same time what i love about him so far is that he's selling a fight at times right and he he knows mm-hmm. when to try to sell a fight and then he knows when to be normal and regular. So, right. I mean, he 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 did sell this fight. He sold his fight. I don't know how well he sold it. You know, I feel like he needs, in my mind, he needs a Don King. Like he needs the guy who's going to be the biggest promoter of him. Mm-hmm. He, he's right. Like where where he's done well is in the ring. Where he's failed is is in the promotion. Right, and he did all he could. In the promotional aspect, I mean, at every media stop, there was talk of them going back and forth and things. And that really helped with building uh, anticipation regarding the fight. I think just, again, more so because of the way the U.S. has viewed boxing as of late, that 
it, it just really hasn't paid off for him. However, like you said, he does a lot of his work, his best work in the ring, and that happened in this fight. This rematch is going to be huge. Yeah. It is going the to be. The rematch will be huge. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be huge. So um, I think he's done what he needs to do now, and he did everything he could leading up to it, and all that footage is still out there. You know, all the the all accesses, all the press conferences, and them going back and forth, and his brother talking about, so don't put your hands on my brother, you know, and all his foolishness. So yeah, but you know what though, I don't know after after they, after that first fight, they basically had a hug fest in that ring. This is what I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. That hug fest in that ring. I mean, they confessed like feelings to each other, right? Right. Like they, and they hugged a second time for an extended period of time. It was so much love and respect. It was so good to see, but as a as a fight promoter, I'm thinking, how am I gonna spend the second time? How will you how you gonna make me um how you gonna make me believe again that you really don't like this dude? Uh, how how you gonna make me believe again that you can't wait to knock him out? Like, well, he, here's the thing: it's not about necessarily what happened in the immediate aftermath, because even though that happened and you saw the stuff out there, you know about respect. You understand that when you have gone hard like that and and fought like that, there is there's a level of respect that is earned in that kind of. Yeah, absolutely. But here's where, as far as promotion is concerned, it'll be easy. I beat you. No, you didn't beat me. I beat you. I knocked you down twice. I clowned you. The the rest were were blind and have been what's the name? The, it, it's already built in. Oh, okay. All they have to do is play off the narrative of what happened in okay. the fight, and you all already have that built in. And then now also you have larger contingencies because people saw the fight and people have heard about the fight and they've experienced the fight. So you'll have greater contingencies on both ends saying, no, my guy won and he's going to beat you again. No, my guy won and he's going to beat you again. So they don't have to sell animosity. They can just sell, I won the fight. Mm, Okay, good, good. Okay. I was one. look, I've been thinking about that all day. That one question I've been thinking about all day. And um, and that that's a great answer for that question. That's why you're the best. Oh, no, far from it. I'm, I'm uh, just a, uh, someone working at my craft and hopefully getting better uh, a little bit every day. Killing it, man. All right, yo. Um, I'm excited about part two. I think everybody listening is excited about part two. Yo, um, for the people listening, I just want to, um, you know, redirect them to that subscribe button. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead and hit that. So whenever this kind of content comes out randomly, because it's always super random, um, but whenever this um content comes out, man, you know you definitely want to be the first to get notified. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, on your Fridays, you can anticipate this like you can anticipate the sun rising. Sometimes on your Fridays, man, you're gonna get another MMA main card. Now this Friday was a little bit weird, right? But it was out, and I guarantee you that. Like, so if if you're like, oh man, I don't know where to catch it. I was waiting for it on iTunes. All right, cool. Look, if you're like, man, I can't find it on iTunes, go to Anchor. It's there. If you can't find it on Anchor, go to Spotify. It's there. I guarantee you that. So look out for those MMA main cards, man. 
um, the best. Well, and, and let, let me just insert something yeah. real quick because we are talking about boxing and the main card it's MMA. in its inception was the MMA main card, but it is just the main card now is the MTMV Sports main card. Yo. So if you want to hear about boxing, the old one two is there every single week. We're covering and talking about boxing. You'll get a lineup of the fights that are going on that week. So, yeah, it, it's not just MMA. It is the main card. Dope. Yo, I love that. Didn't Look, look, didn't even know the switch had been made like that. But I super love it, and I fully agree with it. So, yo, check out the MTMV main card. Yo, it, it's, it's dope. It's dope. So, um, I just got to say that. Tell your friends about MTMV. Um, and then, look, if you're like, man, I really love, like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, this. I'm a big fan of basketball. I'm a big fan of baseball. I'm a big fan of soccer. Whatever you're a big fan of, you want to be the voice of that? All you have to do is send me an email at debatefuel at gmail.com, and we can help you to get your own podcast started and put on a network where you immediately be. You don't even have to work, you know, for an extended period of time. You will immediately be. Heard on Spotify, heard on iTunes, heard everywhere people can get uh, get these podcasts, man. You'll be heard on, golly, what is that? It's Podcast Republic, right? Podcast yeah, Republic, yeah. Stitcher. Stitcher. I mean, everywhere. So all you have to do is do that. Well, you come in, you get be a part of a team, and on top of that, you're going to be um, outfit, outfitted with a, with a cover, right? You'll get your own podcast right. cover and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you're listening, you're interested. Hit me up, right? Um, hit up um at Rick Sincere. You can uh, slide in DMs if you feel like it. It's whatever, or you can hit up um at the Voice, right? And and he'll be as responsive. So that's all I had to say that before we get off. Voice, go ahead and do your thing, man, and end us off. All right, as Rick said, make sure that you are following MTNV Sports on everything. If you're interested in becoming a part of the team. You get everything that he just said, plus you get our built-in network of listeners ready to hear what you have to say. It's so wonderful. I mean, and again, this is I'm preaching to, to the choir. I should say I'm, I'm preaching to myself, but dude, MTNV Sports is where it's at for relevant, informed fans bringing you high quality content about the sports that you love and until next time it's your man the voice mtmv sports combat sports correspondent fights correspondent if somebody's hitting somebody kicking somebody choking somebody i'm I'm on that (laughs) (laughs) with el capitan rick sincere Uh, And be on the lookout on Friday for more content on the main card. And if you like fantasy football, Rick Sincere has you covered there as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Expert fantasy football advice. Um, Every week a new expert. Um, Check it out. You know, I mean, you need need the advice. I'm here for you. I know you suck at fantasy, and I get that, right? You get yeah. stuck less. All you have to do is listen into the podcast, man, and they'll get you to where you need to be. Absolutely. 
Well, all right. Sports fans, rejoice. My team. My team. My voice. My voice. And we're out.